Hello everyone, it is Turbo and Buckshot. We're doing the AEW rant. We're going to be talking all that wrestling nonsense that's been going on. The dirt sheets are going wild. It's been a crazy week in wrestling with Collision. Uh, what was that last pay-per-view? Uh, SummerSlam. Lots of lots of stuff going on. So how are things? Uh, things are good. Um, I mean, like, as far as uh, my enjoyment of wrestling, things are good. Um, yeah, there's that. Uh, you're right. There is a lot going on. And uh, there was SummerSlam over the weekend. Did you watch it? I watched highlights because I was okay. – well, I was doing, what was I doing? Oh, I was editing Sunday. And I was just, uh, yeah, I had the, the podcast in one ear, and then I had the uh, Wrestle Talk Reactions live show, and I had it streaming on my iPad. So I kind of had like three things going on. But yeah, just kind of catching the, the highlights and hearing them screaming about what was going on, like the whole Jay Uso turned right. on Jimmy, or Jimmy turned on Jay, sorry. Yeah. And, uh, Roman retains and yeah, they're, they're, everyone's like all upset about that. Like what, it doesn't make sense. So everyone's up in arms about that. Cause they wanted Jay to win and Roman to go away and have a new tribal chief and have his own council. And everyone was thinking, Oh, then it would be, it would be, uh, Jay, Jimmy solo and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That's what everyone was hoping for. Right. Right. People are so so just jaded. Like, I mean, I'm a I'm an old jaded wrestling fan. Right. But people <laughs> people get a little too serious about this. Like, it's a great hobby. It's fun to watch. It's fun to talk about. It's fun to like fantasy book. But you don't have to like. It's not real. It's not, it's not that serious. Like, it's an entertainment thing. Yeah, um, I don't like, know. I don't know why people were shocked because I isn't it like already known that Roman and Cody is going to be WrestleMania 40 if it's not Roman the Rock like I thought it was sort of a consensus that um Roman was at least going to be the champion until WrestleMania so um I can see how people had hope and like yeah it seems like like when you look at the whole of the story of the bloodline it makes sense for Jay to be the one who takes the belt off of Roman but um, I don't think they're going to do that. Like as great as Jay Uso has been in all of this, I don't see him as the guy that WWE would put a belt on. Whereas like Cody is. So I don't know. Like that's actually kind of, we can, we don't have to delve too much into this, but this is one of my grievances that I had with this match. And then the Gunther to McIntyre match. Like, it seems like inevitable that they want Gunther to like beat the, the, the record. Right. They want beat honky. To be the, Gotta yeah. beat Honky. <laughs> so that means any match he has until he beats that record, it's like, well, we know who's gonna win. So it takes away some of the the excitement about what could possibly happen. But back to um, Jay Uso and that storyline. Like, I get it's the satisfying conclusion, um, and it makes sense. But um, I, I can see how it would be satisfying for fans, but. At the same time, this is WWE, right? <laughs> like, well, exactly, and that's why I'm like, the, you, people shouldn't have been so surprised and up in arms, like you said. It was just kind of like, you know, they're going to fuck this up somehow, right? Like, it's not going to go the way we want it. Like, they didn't do it with Cody. They mm -hmm. didn't do it with Sami Zayn. They didn't do it with 
you know, uh, Gunter and, and uh, Seamus. Right. Like, they, they, they didn't do it. It was just like, the you know, it's it's just like they're all they're so predictable they're predictable in being completely jaded towards the fans not giving the fans what they want it it really has to make sense for them like it literally has to be like undeniable because i mean look at la night that man should already be like something and yeah i mean they're they're listening finally um uh and to me from what i can see he's like super over um, yeah. His, yeah. 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 It, it's such a like it's a thing. Like I was watching a TikTok, um, and it was a person saying like, "My husband's gone insane. He keeps repeating this wrestler's catchphrase, and I, I just don't get it." And she just showed a clips of him just randomly around the house, just going, "Yeah," like opening the fridge. Oh, there's beer. Yeah. Like, oh, you want to go to the grocery store and get something? Yeah. Like, it's just his whole thing was now saying, yeah, like LA Knight. So it's, it, seems, it seems like a no-brainer to, like, push this guy to the moon. He has the potential to, like, actually be a crossover success. Like, they should absolutely do it. But, yeah, you're right. It took, it took some pushing on the fans' part. To, but at least, you know what? I think that's a step in the right direction for WWE. Because from what I hear normally this guy would get like just destroyed immediately like he would be given like the worst worst thing ever so that people would stop caring and rooting for him but they're actually getting behind him isn't that a step in the right direction for uh, wwe i i think so but it's like it's a step in the right direction but what direction are they going are they going to make him like He's not obviously going to be world champion. Mm-hmm. So what are they going to do with him? Oh, they're going to make him like a mid card. So is he going to is he going to be an intercontinental champion? Maybe is he he's the guy a... who takes the belt off of Gunther. I mean, the person who does eventually take the belt off of him is going to get quite the rub. So it'll they, be the rub. But again, he would be a good guy to give that rub to. No. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be good, the good guy to give the rub to. But then once he gets that title, what do you do with him? What do you do with him? So he's yeah. got that title. Who you like? Who like? Right. Who who's going to chase him and who's going to beat him so he can move on to be a world champ? I just think what will happen is it'll be like every time, you know, they have their new toy of the week, it'll be three four weeks of a push, and then you're just stuck in that that space. So you're the intercontinental champ. You're not going any higher than that. That's. That's where you're going to be. You're in the intercontinental division. Yeah, I guess at his age, that I mean, Gunther's still young enough that um, if he wanted to be world champion in like you know five years, it's still it's still a thing. Or is LA Knight forty? So yeah, if if he's intercontinental champion now, like, is there a time for that? But if he is world, like, he can't be the top dog there because it seems like Roman's there until at least next year and it seems like heir apparent is Cody. Do you think they change plans on Cody and make LA Knight the winner? I mean, I would be down for that, but Cody's probably been made some promises that would explain why he's in WWE in the first place. Like, well, Yeah, because like, I mean, everybody thought he was going to win that title, the, the new right. one. Right, but they put on Seth, yeah. Um, yeah, like, 
Cody's a weird thing for me because, like, I'm still okay. I, I don't want to say bitter about the whole AEW thing. <laughs> I I'm bitter the fact that when he came, like, when he went to WWE, he went as the AEW character Cody Rhodes. Right. Nothing changed. He got the same theme music. Right. He got to come out to the American Nightmare fucking emblem. Uh, he got his weight belts. He got he's still promised dressed that he's like uh, Homelander, and he comes out in that little elevator in the middle of the yeah. He still yeah, yeah. He still gets the treatment. <laughs> he's getting the big push. Like he won came, he won that Royal Rumble bullshit. Like it was insane, and like he got a huge push, and like, and then all of a sudden, you know, whatever whatever happened happened with the whole Roman Reigns thing. They're just like, no, you're not beating him right away, and like he has to have more adversity. He has to face more adversity. He can't just come in and win it, which makes no fucking sense because right. a lot of people have done that. Came in the well, front door and won right away. Well, they luckily Cody finally won against uh, Brock Lesnar, though. And he got to do his triple crossroads thing. So yeah, I mean that was a great that was a great way for Brock to say, okay, yeah, he's. He, like that, that was that, it, that was his his adversity, I guess. So you had right. to beat Brock. You had to fight Brock three times and finally win the third match. Right. And then, and now you're uh, now you're going to be able to to win a belt. But right. what is it? Is it going to be Roman Reigns? I don't think so. I think they're going to switch it to. It's going to be him and Seth. Uh, oh. Oh, then... what if? What if it's so he he just beat Brock. Now he can move on to the next thing, and now it's Seth. But is Seth still in the middle of something with the the judgment day? But anyway, let's say, just fantasy booking here, let's say Seth and Cody have a little thing before WrestleMania and Cody gets the belt. Mm-hmm. And then when uh, Cody goes, he goes up against Roman and then those belts and they just unify all three belts. Wouldn't it be four because Roman has three? I thought he had the SmackDown and the Raw. Yeah, but then they gave him a gold title, the unified title. They gave him this gold one too now. Okay, so he's, that's he's got stupid. three. He's got three fucking belts now. Oh he's my god, three. there's too many belts. Uh, <laughs> people complain about, but that's the okay. So AEW does have like a million belts if you count the ROH ones, but they make more sense than what you just said to me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, I completely agree with it. <laughs> It's like it's a red belt and a blue belt, so that makes a gold belt. Like <laughs> I don't know, like Oh wow. It was like just it's just weird. But yeah, um, he's just walking around with three championships. So if he, <laughs> they unify the titles, but he's got four, four titles. Yeah. Uh, that'd be actually that'd be kind of funny. Um but yeah, I mean, who knows? I'm guessing at this point though, the fact that like this whole J Uso versus Roman thing has kind of been telegraphed for a long time and it's kind of it's finally moving forward. I feel like they're winding down that story. So I think they're hitting the last beats they need to hit before they're ready to give uh, Roman something different, right? Because they've been kind of building this story for how long now, right? No? It's been a while, almost two years, two years of this. So yeah, going, true, we're yeah. going into we're going into Roman Reign holding the title for almost three years straight. So right. like we're entering that we're entering that entering that precipice of like he's going to be the longest reigning champion ever. Right. Well, I maybe like not because 
because what's his name? Bockwinkle had it for like six years, but I don't know if they're looking at that lineage for that that belt, but I, I don't know. And that would be just, again, to what I said earlier, if you know this person, there's no chance this person's dropping this belt until like X uh, date or X match, then anything leading up to that is kind of anticlimactic. It's, it's just like, okay, well, we know what's, what's going to happen, who's going to win. So uh, having the belt on Roman that long, like it's already, it's already gotten to the point where they had to create a new belt <laughs> so that because Roman had everything, right? So um, it, I feel like, yeah, it's probably time now if they wanted to like have fresher things going on, they need to kind of mix things up. So um, I think he's going up against Jay and then next is probably going to be Solo Sequoia because they had like a, a moment of tenseness during the match, right? And then yeah. it'll probably be finally Jimmy. And then once him and he's beaten Jimmy, then he's going to, my guess is it'll be time for WrestleMania and he'll drop to Cody. Then that's my prediction. I could be wrong. Although oh, a lot of people like, were fantasy booking the rock coming back, but I don't see the rock committing to WWE full time. Well, like that. here's the thing. The rock is facing some adversity right now. A lot of things aren't going as well as well as. Yeah. I know black Adam didn't go well. And apparently he like was a dick about uh, the promotion of it or something. So he yeah. was. A, yeah. So what happened there was like, you ever watched Kevin Hart's uh, interview show heart to heart? No. Anyway, I, I you know what I may have seen clips, but no, I don't watch it regularly. Yeah, the the Rock is on the latest episode, and apparently that's addressed. And apparently it's it came off as pretty prickish. So, oh, okay. um, maybe he's maybe. he's 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 facing that, and then of course you know his XFL didn't do as well as he thought it was going to be, and he. Signed all these, uh, you know, NIL players these for, for other sports. And he's been spending a lot. Like, I mean, the man's worth a billion dollars. So, I mean, it's not, it's not like he's actually really hurting. But he has lost some in those investments. So, I'm thinking, you know, he might want to, you know, go back to the wrestling ring and regain some of that f- fanfare. And then, yeah, you know... I- you know what I, I mean? mean? If, like help that public image payday, a little bit. Too. I mean, the payday. If I, WWE, especially now that they've been bought by Endeavor, I mean, they could offer him so much money for him to go back. And wrestling's kind of having a, a resurgence of sorts. And I think we have to thank AEW for that because finally there's there's competition, so things are a little more exciting. But um, I feel like yeah, now and the Bloodline storyline is like one of the best things on TV right now. It's, Easily one of the best things in wrestling, although better than you, baby, is slowly catching up. That I'm loving that, but we'll get to that later when we talk AEW. Um, but um, the Bloodline storyline is actually kind of like a marquee kind of generational storyline, if you will. So if I am The Rock and I could be a part of that, if me going back to WWE is being a part of the Bloodline storyline, I could see that being appealing. Mm. Like... It's it. I'm I'm all for it. I mean, like, right. it's, it's going to be it's going to be a good investment either way. I guess, like, right. you, it's going to be it's going to be 
if they don't do it, they'll they'll figure something out. But if they do, it's it's going to be awesome. So you mentioned yeah. you mentioned better than you, baby. Right. Okay. So okay. we're done with WWE and SummerSlam. Yeah, I, just, I don't. I mean, I mean, I, if the you only want, thing we, I want to say is that um, I'm happy that Yo Sky is um, is uh, the uh, champ. Uh, good for her. I like her. Should be fun to see her with the belt. Um, so yeah, that was great. And then yeah, there's another thing we can talk about, but it also involves AEW, so we can talk about that later. I assume you. No, um, let's let, let's talk EO Sky for a second since you brought okay. her up. Okay. Okay. Great. So, um, as we know, it was the three way dance: Bianca, right. Oscar, and Charlotte Flair. Right. Um, you know, Belair wins because mm-hmm. she had to um to beat Oscar. She was um, the only baby face, so for for Io Sky to be um, able to cash in her money in the bank, I guess like yeah, Kayfabe is dead, but like yeah, it had to have been Bianca. They couldn't have her cash go against Oscar because Oscar's well, people like her, but she's being treated as a, as a heel, so uh, it makes sense that they would do what they did. You well, that's gonna be that. the that's gonna be the next promo. That like that's gonna be the next feud. Sky versus Oscar, yeah. Oh, that would be good. I'd be down Cause, for that. Because they, they have animosity from back in their days of Shimmer. And uh, uh, what's that other women's wrestling promotion? Uh, do you mean Stardom? Stardom, that's it. Yeah. Stardom, yeah. And yeah, so they have some beef there. You know, they have that rivalry. So I'm assuming, you know, that's going to happen eventually. So I think that's why they put it on Sky and they took it off Bianca because they want to do Bianca Flair at WrestleMania 40. Obviously, okay. that's going to be that's going to be the match because I mean it's not going to be Becky's not going to win a title because they still got they're still going to have to do this uh, Becky Trish feud blow that off somewhere. So you're not going to do it at the next pay per view. You're going to wait till the big the big one, right? So like that basically takes Trish no, Stratus I, and Becky I, Lynch. A lot of people. Well, that was so. That was sort of a thing that was. I guess we can segue into AEW by having this conversation. But a lot of people were pissed that Becky versus Trish got pushed off the card. And from what I saw, is they moved that to Raw. So it's not even going to be a pay per view match. It's going to be a TV match. And that's oh, wow. what made a lot of people really pissed off. Like somebody made a on Squared Circle made a very good point. Like if if uh, Shawn Michaels came out of retirement and was feuding with Seth Rollins. Like you bet your ass, they would make room for that on the pay per view, right? And another thing too is like Rhea Ripley's champion, and she never, she never fights. Has she had a match since she won the belt? Mm. Like she's being used, but she's not being a champ, though. You know, if she, if they don't want to build a story around her being a champ, like put the belt on somebody else, like Becky, let's say. No? Well, maybe, maybe they move back, like after they blow, I didn't know it was getting blown off tonight. The, uh, I, 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 I read that. I, Trish. I, I read that online, so I didn't see it with my own eyes, but okay. um, I did, um, I, I might be wrong. Maybe they are saving it for the, the thing with WWE and their premium live events is they have one every month. So the next one is what? In September and it's going to be like No uh, Mercy or something. I don't some, know. Some, some, they have too many of them. They have too many of them. Or is it the Castle one? 
Is it the capsule one in the fall where they go to England? Well, there's Survivor Series too. Oh, okay. Oh my god, they have too many. Yeah, Survivor Series is like November for Thanksgiving. Okay. And then, yeah, like I remember like October being Halloween Havoc for WCW. Right. I wish, I wish AEW would do like a Halloween themed event. I um, think it'd be fantastic. Dude, they, they usually have, they, I'm not usually, they did. I remember one year they totally did. Um, or at least the the mat. Oh, I don't know. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking of the year where uh, Abaddon and uh, Britt Baker had a trick or treat match. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah, the whole episode wasn't themed around Halloween. But yeah, it would be fun if they did do that. You're right. Um, I think Penelope uh, and the Bunny are a tag team now, right? Like they're dressing alike. They're like they're together uh, as a tag team now, right? Like are like are they called like What's their name going to be? Because, like, I'm pretty sure they're a tag team because, like, that's the only time you really see them. I mean, you see Penelope with Kip, but you don't see the bunny right. with the, 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 the Butcher and the Blade that much anymore. Well, she was injured. She got injured during her Jamie Hayter match. So she hasn't been there. Or at least she's there, but she's, she's not clear to go out. Um, wow. Yeah. So, um. But yeah, I have seen the photos of them on Instagram and they're dressed the same way. And they're clearly like BFFs in real life, which is really cute. But um, yeah, maybe maybe when um, when the bunny is cleared, she'll, her and Penelope will be more explicitly, you know, a crew together. So. Oh, Penelope. Penelope, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so people were had grievances about Becky Lynch and uh, Trish Stratus being not on the pay-per-view and then two weeks ago on dynamite uh brit baker and taya valkyrie had uh, a bad match which a lot of people blamed on brit baker because taya valkyrie the saturday prior on collision had had a really good match with sky blue and then this match was awful uh i'm of the opinion that yes it was brit baker's fault she slows down every match that she's in she looks gassed after a few moves she just is not great in the ring she should be a manager she should not be winning matches. Um, and then at the end of that match, uh, the the director of the program was like, "Yeah, let's now's the time to you know put the sign that says book the women's division better uh, on TV," <laughs> which caused a whole lot of shit on uh, the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been following that at all? Followed it. Yeah, I've been following it. So. Yes, as we all know, there's the uh, obligatory fucking one match per episode of Dynamite. And it's usually five to seven minutes long. Right, it's usually around 9.30. It's the match before the main event, always. Yeah, Yeah, it's like the the bathroom break match. They're they're positioning them in that, that, like, they're putting them in that position. And it kind of sucks. Right. Um, But, you know, AEW has a fuck ton of wrestle like fantastic women wrestlers right you you have you have athena kira hogan Britt bake well Britt Britt is questionable right now but when when she's at her on her game she's she's good um who who does uh, sky Sky blue ruby soraya like uh tori fucking tony 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 storm 
I was calling her Tori Storm. Why? I don't know. Um, but Hikaru yeah, Hikaru Shida, the new champ. She's Hikaru, awesome. Yeah, yeah, Hikaru Chris Shida, Thalander, the TBX Thalander. champion. Awesome. Willow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maria Mar Marina Shafir. Uh, God, like the Abaddon. Like, where is she? I haven't yeah. seen her since fucking ever. And she's like, she's killing it on the indies. She's doing really well. She, you know, she looks a lot different than she when she first was on AEW television. So, like, if you follow her on the 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 uh, the Instagram, and if you follow her her career, like, if you go on the YouTube's and search it, like, she's right. made a big change. Like, she she made a really good change. She she's she's looking good in the ring, and like she's she's working hard. And I think she needs to have that opportunity to come on television and show show the people but yeah i, I mean i i yeah i mean it's the problem now with aew though is that they lost their youtube shows or they didn't lose them they like forgave them or they forgoed them to get collision or something like that it's part of their deal with the warner brothers but that's yeah that's where a lot of the women were showcased right um so people like Abaddon and then yeah, I fear that when you know the bunny's cleared, we're not gonna see much of her either. We're not seeing much of Tina Wolf. Like it, there's a lot of women's wrestlers that we're not seeing, uh, because yeah, there's one there's only they're all fighting for the one match on the on between the three shows. And then you Where's thought, Lulu Pencil, damn it? Uh, I think she's in Japan. I don't think <laughs> yeah. she's actually uh part of the roster, but Oh, that might. Where's Emmy Sakura? Where's she fit? Where's she, she's another one where? Uh, yeah. Um, we're not we're not gonna see anymore because she was featured predominantly. She was so awesome. She's she, so yeah, she awesome. She got great matches out of everybody, and yeah, she should. Uh, we should see more of her, unfortunately. But yeah, there's just no. Um, there's no not enough time for the lady wrestlers. So, like, how do you fix that? Do you give more time to the women or? I think they need to do their own show. Give them an hour. Rampage. Oh, turn Rampage into the women's uh, wrestling show? Yeah. I mean, that's what do you have to lose? That's an interesting idea. What do you have to lose? You're, right. you're focusing so much on the men. I mean, right. Rampage, Rampage isn't even anything really... You're not like if you miss Rampage, you don't really miss a storyline. Um, it's kind of yeah. like a filler show, you know what I mean? Well, last week we had um, like there's been this three way fight between or three way grudge between um, best friends, BCC, uh, Black Bull Combat Club, and uh, Death Triangle. And so we saw the match on Dynamite where Trent won. I was so happy. Trent never wins. Um, you know, I was now say, that you probably popped like a motherfucker when I when... did, I was super happy to see it. Finally, Trent won a mat, won a match on TV because he would only win matches on Dark, and now there's no more Dark. So, um, so yeah, so he won, and then they had the the parking lot brawl, uh, which I enjoyed. I think I liked the first one better, but the first one was the match that made me start watching Dynamite. So it's it's a little hard to live up to those expectations. There's definitely like a nostalgia value to the original parking lot brawl but i enjoyed that one a lot and the story has been ongoing there's gonna be um uh 
Lucha Brothers versus uh, John Moxley and Claudio on Dynamite this week. So they're only skipping Collision. This is a story that's being told on um, on Dynamite and Rampage. So Rampage, yeah, Rampage is kind of an afterthought, but occasionally they do something to make you watch. Like remember a few months ago or a few weeks ago, they had that completely stacked Rampage card where it was like a bunch of different belts were. Um, we're wasn't on that, the line. Wasn't that Battle of the Belts? Like, no, it wasn't like the Battle of the Belts, but it was like, it may as well have been. But like, there was like a triple A, like we can go match against somebody. And I think Orange Cassidy defended the All Atlantic. And then there was like a tag team. Like, it was everybody had, like, every match was like a championship match. And it was a really good episode. And it actually got decent ratings. Like, they should do that every week. Not necessarily like everything like belt on the line, but at least like higher stakes matches. Like, um, I don't know. Did you like this parking lot brawl? What did what was what were your thoughts on the original parking lot brawl? So the original parking lot brawl, I mean, it was the first one, so there was, there was this like, what's really going to happen? Right. Um. Uh. So it was like, what was it? Pride, pride, and powerful. And, uh, yeah, it was Santana and Ortiz versus Best Friends, yeah. Yeah, and it was just kind of funny because Trent was out at that time, right? He was, it was it Trent? No, that was uh, our, our Arcade Anarchy. That's right, Arcade, sorry. Yeah, yeah. This one, so this, yeah, it was just because um, apparently they had, um, uh, Santana and Ortiz had spray-painted Sue's, uh, Trent's mom's van. Right, and that's how like, it all started. How dare you? Why'd you do that to my mom's van? And that's where the fight started. Right. And uh, they won, and at the end, they once they won the match, they got in the van, and Sue drove them, you know, out, and they had won. Like, yeah, it was, yeah, that was that. Uh, so, like, was it was, one, yeah, it was the like, it was like, ah, oh, is Sue going to get involved? Right. I hope so. But it's the BCC, so that's kind of scary because they could hurt her by accident because, right. you know, Moxley's not the most soft wrestler. <laughs> so, hopefully, hopefully it was like Claudio that was dealing with her. And I mean, and it was, which was good. Um, <laughs> so, so, it was just, I, I enjoyed the BCC one because it was like, okay, they got, they beat the yeah. shit out of the best yeah. friends. And it's like, you know, you can kind of see it like, oh, the poor, ba- oh, look at the best friends. They just, they, they try hard, but oh, you know, yeah. hard. <laughs> like, oh, shucks, guys. Like, oh. it's okay that they lose. So it's not like, but it shows how tough they are and it really elevates yeah. them. So, I mean, it, it's great for them. And I mean, even if, even if they did beat the BCC, the BCC would, could, could, uh, could afford the loss too. But I mean, yeah, to lose have. to lose to the elite and then the best friends right away, I can understand yeah. why they didn't want to do it right away. But That's I mean, if they, if it did, if it wasn't right off the if it wasn't right off the PPV loss, I think BCC would have let them go over, and it wouldn't have hurt them any, and it would have just helped the best friends, you know, get back up in those you know the tag team ranks right. to fight for the belt and you know get it out there. Like I would love to see you know the best friends win the title just once. Yeah, same here. I think the best we can hope for at this point, unfortunately, is maybe the Ring of Honor belts. But um, 
which this all started, this whole feud started from the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, which was totally good. Did we talk about that pay-per-view the last time we spoke? Because that was, did you watch Death Before the Slaughter? I did not. I did not. It's really good. It's actually one of the best pay-per-views. Since I started watching pay-per-views, which I can tell you pinpoint exactly, All Out 2020 was the first pay-per-view I've watched, and I've watched every single AEW and Ring of Honor pay-per-view since. And um this was one of the best ones like start to finish the whole every match is good um even the matches that i wasn't terribly excited like i was just like ah this is i'm not that excited about it ended up being really good um samoa go out of your way at least to see samoa joe versus dalton castle was a personal favorite i really liked that one the the four-way dance for the tag team belt so it was Aussie open who ended up winning the lucha brothers who lost the belts best friends and the kingdom they had a really fucking great match um Pac versus claudio was totally decent but the main event like the last match of the night the actual main event was athena versus willow and that's the other one absolutely we were just talking about women's wrestling go out of your way to see that match that match is one of the match of the year contender for me it is it was so good so yeah i on the whole death before dishonor 2023 totally worth checking out if you have it i haven't so that is my homework for the next time we speak and i can and i can go (laughs) that was a banger match i don't agree with you on this one let's be honest we always agree even we agree to disagree which is weird oh your phone is cutting out buckshot oh no Oh no, one sec. Can you hear me? I can now, yeah. Okay, no, it's my the stupid thing was popping up again. I don't know why it keeps happening. All right, let's hope that doesn't happen again. But yeah, oh, um, but yeah, like I was saying though, like, you know, people tend to, um, they, they're more engaged and they stick around longer when they're angry. So uh, I guess we just have to make people angry at us for always agreeing, I guess, if we want them to, to listen. But um but yeah why did i oh yeah so um the the swamp ninja and i hard left swamp ninja and i watch the parking lot brawl together um swamp ninja very rarely watches wrestling with me anymore so um so this is uh, of note he wanted to check out the parking lot brawl uh, and we were both in agreement that we were disappointed to see best friends lose because best friends um they always win the gimmick match because you we mentioned uh arcade anarchy and then the first parking lot brawl they won both of those matches so we were kind of hoping that the one like you know best friends may lose all the time but at least they win the gimmick match um which we didn't oh yeah that would be a kind of a an interesting look at that yeah yeah so we were both disappointed to see uh, black hole comic club and then yeah as far as john moxley goes mom ninja can't stand him and like now because because it's been pointed out now, I can't see it. Like it's like one of the reasons why Swamp Ninja hates John Moxley or dislikes John Moxley is because he um, it's so obvious when he blades. Like he makes no effort to try and like hide the fact that he's blading. He'll just sit there and pull it out and start like blading his head like right on camera. Um, so <laughs> we saw it once, at least once, and like I saw it before he did. I was like, oh, Moxley's blading, and he's like, oh, of course he's obviously blading because he's in, yeah so it's pretty funny actually um anyway 
So yeah. <laughs> the irrational hate. I understand it. I get yeah. it. I hate Speaking blonde irrational man. hate. Be <laughs> yeah. a punk. <laughs> oh wow! Right, down, right to the punk. Right to punk. So okay, so I have a story to tell you. Last, okay. not this past Saturday, this the prior Saturday, watching Collision. CM Punk has his promo, and the promo basically, to me, in a nutshell, I took it to be: "You think I'm an asshole? I'm going to show you just how much of an asshole I can be." And he said he was straight edge, and he put the X in the middle of the belt, and everybody's like, "Oh my God!" He put it on the E because he's Xing out the elite, and it's like, no, it's symmetry. The E's in the middle; it makes sense. Although I'm sure it's not lost on him that he put the X in the E, but nonetheless. To me, it seemed like, okay, he's accepted it. It's his heel turn. He's, he's okay with being the bad guy. And suddenly, I like CM Punk now. I'm like, yes, now that you are explicit in that, like, yeah, I'm the asshole here. I'm the bad guy. Good. I Yes, you are the bad guy. Cut to this past Saturday. Him and Ricky starts to have a match. It is a great match. I even thought at one point, wow, this is CM Punk's best match since the dog collar match at Double or Nothing last year. Mm -hmm. um, I am like totally down, enjoying this match. It's fucking great. He beats Ricky Starks, which was like, of course, that's what has to happen because the, the Ricky got the first two wins. I, I see how this is done. I know how the sausage is made. Of course, CM Punk's going to win. I'm at peace with it. But then Ricky starts beating Ricky Steamboat, and then CM Punk has to come in and be the hero. And I'm just like, oh, great. No. It was just a tease. It was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm totally turning heel, guys. But like a week later, he's like, psych, I'm still the good guy. And I'm like, no, you're not a good guy. I don't want to root for you. <laughs> like, just be a fucking heel so that I can. Ugh. Yeah, so I don't. Just be a heel that. so you can tolerate him. Exactly. Exactly. Like you, the fact that you're trying to make me think that you're the good guy or you want me to think you're the good guy. I don't want to think of you that way. Like, I just don't like him. He's not likable. I don't want to root for him. Why would I root for him? <sighs> anyway, what are your thoughts on Sam Punk? <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm digging what he's doing. I get what he's doing. He's trying to play both sides of the crowd. Yeah. Um, he did it in WWE with the whole Cena the right. pipe bomb, all that. And then even when he came back, like this was, this was punk when he came back with the belt right. uh, versus Cena. And he's like, I'm the real world's champion. Okay. So this is, of I'm, course, this is a reference to something because it always is a CM Punk. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, if you go back and you watch that CM Punk feud with Cena, that, that first, uh, when he came, when he comes back after quitting, <laughs> right. <laughs> Quotation marks. Um, but yeah, it's, it's basically a play on that. So I understand what, what he's trying to do. I just don't understand how Tony is dealing with him saying that on collision. Cause everyone's like, Oh, now they have two belts. Yeah. And it's just like, it's not being, it's not being addressed. And maybe it's like, well, it's not, I mean, it's addressed in that when they re refer to it, they put it in quotation. So it's almost like they're playing along, like, sure, punk, it's the real belt in quotations, right? So, yeah. I mean, maybe it's their way to get around because of complaint people have, like I mentioned earlier uh, with AEW, that there's too many belts. 
and maybe this is their way around having you know introducing another belt without people going oh there's too many belts you know yeah or yeah uh it has me worried for this saturday coming because it's cmftr versus the house of black for the trio oh my god please for the love of god make sure the house of black win right well i'm thinking that's not what's going to happen i'm thinking i'm thinking cmftr win and they're the tag and trios and real so they have all the power I, in the. Oh, I hope not. I mean, unless. Well, that's I'm, I mean I that that's just setting up a story. Actually, that's I'm, that's just the cynic in me, though. So I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I'm like, oh, this would fucking be such a total dick move for them to get all the belts that are right currently being, you know, positioned to be col- right. on collision exclusively. Right. Uh, uh, it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want Well, comforter. I mean, they, they technically <laughs> are, though, when you think about it, because it seems like FTR are exclusive to Collision now because we don't see them on uh, on the other shows. Um, well, and but are we, are we going Black, to... Black, s- we know explicitly because Malachi Black said he requested to be exclusive to, to Collision. So yeah. they already kind of already are all on Collision. That said, we're going to, speaking of the stuff, uh, <laughs> All In coming up. Yep. And apparently we're going to see FTR versus the Young Bucks. Who do you think? That's the, oh, <laughs> Young Bucks are winning that. You know that. I don't know. They just, they just signed for a four-year extension. They're like, yeah, now we want a title run beginning soon. How much do you want to bet? I mean, it's entirely possible because I don't know who the I don't know the Young Bucks personally. But oh, I think I, I do. <laughs> I think I do. I don't uh, know them personally, but I I'm just looking at it. It's like oh, they just signed more. They just signed another contract with as as wrestlers. I don't know if they're still VPs after their term. I don't know if they still hold that title with their new, you know, uh, contracts. But um, yeah, it, I, I mean, apparently the EVP as Ignition is kind of just a title by the end there because they didn't, they got, they didn't, um, they were able to book and stuff, and then now got that taken away from them. So, from it is my understanding that EVP is just like a, a fancy title, but they actually don't hold any um, tangible power within the company. It's all Tony Khan. Well, that's good. Um... But I'm just wondering if they signed that contract and they're like, yeah, we want to hunt the titles. With, like, the, with the stipulation that they get the title? Um, yeah. I don't know. I could see that, maybe. I mean, but, it w- again, like, it, it would be weird. Like, it would be very weird to have the AEW Tag Team Champions, a world tele, like, a world champion, and the trios title on collision. And then if you don't want to work with those guys, you don't get a a title, you know what I mean? Like, right. If you're if you're going to be exclusively with Dynamite, that means you can never be a trios champion. So, right, like, you're kind of you're doing you, this like hard brand split. Like, is it a hard brand split, or is it well, going to be like a back and you, forth? You heard Kenny this past week on Dynamite, though. He said you're going to see us on Dynamite. You're going to see us on Rampage. Heck, you might even see us on Collision. 
So yeah. that was suggesting that it's not a hard brand split. So do you think they've like punk and the elite have talked and everything's cool and this is what I we're doing? Like we're going to try point, to blur the lines. I feel like at this point, um I feel like it's a work at this point. Um Maybe. I feel like People are, I feel like what could possibly be going on is that you've got people that are like, I'm ready to, to work this, let's make some money. And then there's some people who are like, yeah, I see the appeal in that, but I'm not ready to do that yet. So like maybe people like the Young Bucks, let's say, for example, from what I hear, the Young Bucks have been the only ones who are like, no, I uh, fuck that guy. Uh, I know that Brandon Cutler has liked some tweets that suggests like fuck CM Punk so um, but from what I've heard like Hangman and Kenny were just sort of like whatever about it so I don't know uh, this is all internet speculation of course but um, but yeah I feel like eventually I feel like eventually when, when cooler heads have, have prevailed officially they should they probably will revisit it I, I don't see how, especially like I'm thinking back on when the Young Bucks and Kenny were in the best of seven series against um, Death Triangle and they had that one match in Chicago and they were yeah. get, the elite were getting booed mercilessly and they were just like antagonizing the crowd by like making references to what the dirt sheets had said happened during the fight. Mm -hmm. To me, doing that is like, yeah, we're going to work this. You wouldn't act that way. You wouldn't do the spots that they did during that match if they weren't open to 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 turning all of that into a work, you know? Well, I, you know what? You can see from both sides. It could be like, oh, fuck, Kenny and them are just trying to work the crowd. And then they're like, so you guys want to make some money? And they're like, fuck no, we're just working the crowd. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it could have been something like that. But in all honesty, you're probably right. You know, it, it makes sense. Like they, they did it because they know uh, if we keep doing this shit, eventually we're going to make a shit ton of money on a pay-per-view. Right. Or, you know, we're going to get paid. Or you'll pop and a rating or something. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You, you pop the rating at the pay-per-view so you get more buys and then you, you make more money and you get your bonus or whatever that means for, for you know, your contractual obligation for pay-per-view, whatever that is, like whatever percentage right. you get. But like, it's, it's crazy right now. The business AEW is doing like, I mean, look at the Wembley tickets. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like even though collision isn't, um, isn't necessarily doing well in the ratings, it's, um, the shows like the live shows have been really, at least in the States when they were in Canada, they weren't the best, but, um, in the States, they like this past week and was it Greensboro or was it Greensville? Oh, I don't know, some Greenville or some green city in the in the south. Like that mm -hmm. crowd was great. They've had really great crowds and I guess they just basically turned what they wanted to do as far as the house show circuit and just turned it into a TV show. But um yeah, as far as live going live, yeah, they're doing quite well just for them. And then yeah, Wembley's no slouch, like selling what, eighty thousand tickets, was it? Well they, like, well technically, I mean back in the day WWF inflated their numbers and the record there was like 89,000. That's not true. 
It was somewhere in the the early eight eighty thousands. Okay. But apparently, apparently, uh, AEW has sold eighty seven thousand tickets, and none of those are com- like not a lot of those are like comp seats, you know, like right. given away. So like it's, you know, it's a legit like record for them. Like they're tech, right. they've technically did better than WrestleMania three. Oh, that's, wow. that's a, that, that's a, that's a big thing, right? Like that's right. pretty crazy. Well, I so, think it helps that it's also not an exclusively AEW show. Like it's, it, it like, it stands to reason like we're going to see like Will Ospreay there. We might see people that um, are British, but aren't necessarily wrestling for AEW. Like they could show up. And I think that, got a lot of people excited right well yeah you you never know you might you like tony's tony khan said there's going to be probably be a big announcement i think is what right. he said right so what what would you do in uk you launch your aew uk brand and maybe he buys the buys a federation and has an aew uk like nxt uk was because nxt uk doesn't exist anymore so there's right. a market. There's a market right now that NXT just threw away because NXT UK did fucking huge numbers on their streaming site because that's how everyone watched it because of the time zone difference, right? But it was big in the UK because it was their wrestlers, the people they knew and fell in love with on the indies. It's a huge market right now. Right. They they're doing eighty thousand in Wembley. Then why not make the announcements? Hey guys. We just bought this federation and they're going to be exclusively part of our AEW UK team. And we're going to have this on, you know, Ring of Honor or whatever it is that their streaming platform will be. And I guarantee you they're going to see fucking huge numbers. (laughs) And it makes sense. I could see, I could see if they're going to do an online thing. Oh, wait, actually. I just remembered, um, did you hear, so before Collision was announced, um, it was kind of, um, kind of uh, spoiled by the fact that AEW had um, applied for, like, well, not a patent, but a, what do you call it, trademark on Collision. Well, they had to spell it wrong. It was like Collision or something like that. Collison, yeah. Or something <laughs> like that. Um, apparently they just applied for AEW Plus. Do you mm-hmm. think it's going to be a streaming service? Yeah. I think exa- that's exactly what it's going to be. And if they make it affordable, like not fucking seventeen ninety nine a month, if it's like right. nine ninety nine, like the, the network used to be. Right. I'd be like, would you not have AEW Plus for nine ninety nine a month? Um, you'd have to, um put a little bit more incentive for me. Um, like you get like, the three major pay-per-views or if, yeah, like if I got the four major pay-per-views, <laughs> if I got, um, like decent wedding, like if there's a W, if there's an AW women's show and it's exclusive to that, or like, yeah, if dark comes back and it's more of an indie focused thing or they have dark UK or something like, yeah, if you give me some, some more content, but at the same time, like, how much time do I have to watch all this wrestling though? Right. You can always make time. <laughs> Maybe. That's what, that's what drugs are for. Oh, okay. <laughs> they make you, they help you, they help you sit down, relax and make that time. <laughs> that's a good point. 
Um, I'm eating. I'm sure you've noticed. You don't mind, do you? No, doesn't bother me at all. Okay, great. Well, listeners, I hope you don't have like misophonia or anything like that. And you're all like, I can't stand it to hear people eat. But um, <laughs> no, nope, yeah, nothing like I'm that. Eating, I'm eating a, a rice uh, a rice cake, a very exciting butter popcorn flavored rice cake. So I have um, a little elevation, so don't feel bad. Yeah, no, I. That's why I have the munchies, and I need to to satiate um, the. You got to tame the, the beast, is what you're exactly. saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh so yeah so that's why i was like oh i have to do this now anyway um but yeah all in let's go back to all in so what have they announced so we have adam cole versus mjf for the world championship belt seems mm-hmm. like we're gonna get samoa joe versus tm punk again god uh, yes uh we're going to get um uh who else who else are we going to get? Well, who else have they announced? Is that it? Rumor um, has it it's going to be Jericho versus Osprey. How do you feel about that? I don't know. Jericho has lost a step or two. Yeah, I'm with <laughs> so, you. So I'm it's kind of like it's kind of like I I I get we I pick up what you're putting down. Like it's a, like oh Osprey versus Jericho. Who does that help? Jericho. Nobody. Well, yeah, it helps Jericho, but like, why does Osprey want to help Jericho? I don't. Yeah, like, I don't. Like, you know what I mean? I don't. I don't understand why. Like, I don't I mean, understand why the match even. Like, did they have a beef? Do they have beef? Is there something online I forgot about? Well, it looks like they might be trying to set it up by having Don Callis be the one setting up random matches for him. Because remember, he's he's the one who set up uh, Daniel Garcia and. Um, Guevara, yeah. And Guevara um, against him and Takeshita. So it might just be like they set that up to show the precedent of like, yeah, John Callis is this fucking weirdo who would go and set up that match, you know? Maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. This is all rumors online. Who knows if this is true or not? But yeah, the rumor has it. Uh, the dirt sheets are saying that it's going to be Jericho versus Osprey at all. In. Yeah. And if that's the case, that's that, that's cool but but it's a disappointment it's a disappointing match because i mean who else like you could use osprey in such a better match like you could have him fight Pac. oh fuck yeah Pac, absolutely like him and Pac, like they had some bangers in new japan and on the indies in 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 the uk right so, like, let them just like let them go do like what they did back in 95 or 96 and let them just go fucking buck wild. And I, that, would be, that would be an amazing 96 match. 96 was like when... I know, know I'm just... I, 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 I know, I'm But just, you mean like, yeah, like five years ago. Or like, yeah, yeah. when, when uh, Osprey was a, a mere... A mere... A wee lad, if you will. Um, yeah, no, I, I would want to see those two fight. Um, who else would I rather see Osprey fight? I mean, there's there's a lot of people I would put ahead. Claudio and Brian Danielson, obviously not because he's injured. Um, I'd rather see Moxley fight Offspray than Jericho. See, um, like that that sounds like an interesting match because you know Osprey and Moxley have history. They fought a lot, and and they have I such think... different styles. It would be really interesting to see their their wrestling. Uh, you know what a match between those two would be like it would be really fun to see or bcc versus the 
Oh, uh, United, United, United Empire. Embassy, Empire, yeah. Yeah, you have um, like uh, Osprey and um, I, I guess Ozzy Open. Open versus, or even even Cobb and the other fella. Uh, what's the other guy's name that they have? Cal Fletcher. That's or... it. You could have like Osprey, Fletcher, and and Cobb. Right. And they that would be like I mean Osprey and Moxley, and then Cobb versus Cesaro and. The other fellow versus Yuta makes sense. Yeah, like, all those all the styles kind of match. So I mean, that would be a cool match to have too. But like, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, you could use Osprey in so many other matches than Jericho. Like Jericho doesn't need it. Jericho, you put Jericho on commentary, right? And I, I'd rather I'd rather Jericho on commentary every day than seeing him come out to the ring and wrestle. Um, at yeah, this I'm I'm kind of over uh, Jericho in the ring. Um, like I said I, that Brian Danielson is somebody that can't get a bad match out of it. Like everybody's best matches with Brian Danielson if they've had one with him. I feel like Chris Jericho is the opposite. <laughs> like everybody's worst matches with Chris Jericho. <laughs> like I, well, I'm not a fan of him in the ring. I could see how he might have been exciting when he was younger, but now, um, I, I don't. I just. Yeah, I, I Chris Jericho matches are just well, like Ricky Stark matches. said, he's built like an air fryer. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I, and I am not one to come on anyone's physique because I'm built <laughs> the same way. But like, but you're not wrestling. I'm not wrestling. I reset people's passwords, so like, <laughs> it's a lot different. Uh, but yeah, like you know, and he's he's like like oh 55 45 50 like he's in his 50s i think right yeah no he's definitely uh in his 50s but so um, like and you know and he's he's doing everything like he's got to be just tired because he does the, the band his podcasts all his media he does he's 52 like, I, I like i don't understand how he would do it all some people Unless, are built different uh, like my I, you know you know what i'm thinking cocaine what? <laughs> the drug. No, I think there's some people that are just um, built different. Um, my boss right now, uh, what I love about him is that he's built that way, but he doesn't expect everybody else to be. And I think that's a problem that we encounter a lot is that you've got these people who are just, they, um, you know how there's introverts and extroverts and like an introvert is somebody who gets energy from being on their own, whereas uh, extroverts get a, a charge by being with people. I think there's some people that just it, for them relaxing is impossible and they always have to be on the go and have something going um, and yeah. then there's some people who are the opposite of that and then most people tend to be somewhere in the middle, right? Um, so I think Chris Jericho is just one of those people who's um, just always has to have something going on um, yeah, that makes sense. He seemed like I mean he's he's got that personality I think where he's right. just like, hey, what's going on? Hey, guy! Like he's just always yeah. on. So he just he's wants always to on. always be doing something. Yeah, yeah, every day he's hustling. You know that kind of person. So I feel like that sometimes. I get that anxiety when I'm sitting here doing nothing. Like when I'm staring off into space, and then I'm reading a comic book, and then I'm like, I should be trying to make money. Why am I not making money? Aww. I should be doing something. And then I realize eh, I already made my money. I work today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You just have that. You have that anxiety. You're just like, I feel like I'm wasting life. And then you're like, 
but I just came home from work. And like, I could be learning a new skill. Right, yeah. But I'd I much rather that. read this comic book. Or, you know, like, how come I'm not filling my time with, pro- you know, productive things? Right. And you're just like, but I'm a stupid guy. So I just want to sit around. And I want to play video games, read comic books, or look at my toys. But you know what? Those aren't wastes of time if you get something out of it. Yeah. Oh no, I I totally like, agree. I, like I'm just saying. Yeah, like, we, 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 outside we are, looking we kind in. of program the, yeah. a Protestant work ethic. We're like programmed to be productive at all times and um, and uh, and to feel bad. You know what is it? The whole like. Um, being lazy is like one of the seven deadly sins. Idle hands are the the devil's uh, tool or something like that. Like, oh, why I'm just pure evil then. <laughs> yeah, so it's just this thing we're kind of programmed to think that doing nothing is um, unproductive, therefore not good. Where it's like, no, you know, there's a time to be productive, and then you also need a time to, you know, have leisure so that you can be productive when it's time to be productive. Like, you need to have a balance. You can't all work and no play make Jack a dull, dull boy. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, back to wrestling. Oh, by the way, yeah. Last time we had a wrestling talk, I kept diverging into like um, just uh, nihilism, I guess, in a nutshell. <laughs> the easiest way to, to, to describe it. You were it. having a bad day, I think. That's all. <laughs> no, the funny thing is, I wasn't. Um, I. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just think that way. Um, uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, not putting a gun to your head. Everything's fine. I swear. It's fine. No, no. Legit. Like, like, like. Quote Ninja and I talk about it all the time. Like, we just want to enjoy our silly little lives. Like, we we don't. You know, we 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 just want things to to be good. And people to be kind to each other and just, you know, want the things that are best for everybody so that everybody is well taken care of and healthy um, instead of just the people who, um, you know, get to make the actual decisions around uh, life and everything. And uh, we just want to, you know, just enjoy ourselves while we're here because, you know, this is all temporary. <laughs> we're all gonna die <laughs> and like we, we can't we can't take anything with us like if you're a billionaire and then you drop dead that billion dollars doesn't go to heaven with you it doesn't go to hell it doesn't go to like the ether with you right like you you, you can't take it with you so what if i'm buried with it come on i gotta be um, able to take something with me I don't know, man. I'm you, pretty you, like, sure. You, you mean I can't take my day. Batmans with me? I can't take my Batmans with me? <laughs> no. Son Sorry. <laughs> I worked so anyway. hard on that collection. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, so not to go down that road again, uh, but I do want to apologize for the last podcast. So those, you know, poor saps who were listening, it, oh, this is a wrestling podcast, great, and all they had to hear from me was going on about how... Um, we're not going to survive as a species until the, you know, the next, into the next century. So um, I'm still, I still feel the same way, but I'll just try not to, to spring it on you uh, inadvertently during a, a conversation about wrestling. So. Yeah, we got uh, a lot of lessons though. Did we? 
Yeah, it was like one of the one of the better episodes that we've put out where we've gotten a lot of uh, hits. A lot of people were like, "Hey, this is dark." Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Since we agree on everything, then we should get the the unsettledness uh, from my uh, existential musings, I guess. So, uh, I read actually today. I read a book uh, called "Amusing Ourselves to Death," and it was. Very interesting. Very good food for thought. So, uh, amusing ourselves to death um, by Neil Postman. Um, it's uh, all about how television uh, has uh, ruined our culture. Uh, and that's a very simple way of, of putting it. Uh, it's more so just in the way that uh, we uh, demand to be entertained at all times. And so, uh, see, here's the, here's the thing. Um, it's strange. It's kind of funny that you brought that up. Me and uh, Nick from the other podcast, we uh, uh, talk talk. Talk talk. We uh, we had a conversation Saturday night, kind of similar as really? I was saying. Like, well, yeah, we were just talking basically social media and how I think. Yeah. I think social media has really hurt. Like, not even social media, just the fact that technology has because it's evolved so quickly. And we've been, and the way our brains work is like, if, if I don't have to do that anymore, I'm not going to use that part of my brain anymore. And right. what happened was, is the cell phone and Google and this, right. all these AI tools now are just allowing us to do things at such a frenetic pace to the point where I can't even remember a phone number anymore because my, that part of my brain doesn't right. work. Like I remember right. when I was a kid. If I wanted to call Swamp Ninja, I had, had to remember. I had to. I had to memorize his phone number, and I could. I was just rhyming off, and I'd be calling, and then I'd be talking to Swamp Ninja, and then we'd be like, "Oh, let's party line," and we'd get algorithm on the phone, and then we'd have a little party line conversation on the the phone, right? And and then we'd figure out what we're going to do that night, hang up, and then go do, and then like be like, "Okay, Swamp Ninja's got the car. He's going to go get." algorithm then he's going to come pick right. turbo then we're going to go to his place type thing like we we had our plan like and we had to and every time i called i had to remember the number it's not like i had a, like i didn't carry a phone book in my pocket like some people did they had their little black book or whatever but like i i didn't i'd memorized all my friends phone numbers but now i could like i only know maybe two phone numbers and that's my wife and mine and the rest of them are just in my phone and if i don't have my phone i don't know your number like, you know, like that, and that frightens me because I'm like, I used to be able to just do that information. And it's the same thing as like, you know, like I went to school, I learned a skill and my job currently doesn't allow me to use that skill. So therefore I don't remember how to do what I just went to school for. It's kind of weird. It's crazy like that. Okay, great. Um, I, I don't know what's going on. and I'm kind of concerned because my phone's like, uh, you know, the assistant where you can like, Say hey, you know, open this, and then it'll do something for you by voice command. Like I, I don't, I never use it, but for some reason tonight it won't stop popping up for no reason. I think that's what's cutting my my microphone with you because it's trying to hijack my my uh, microphone line. I don't know. So who did you piss off? Is Big Brother watching you? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, you were talking about how like our brains get. Uh, changed and all that so this book talks about how like they tried to make education fun and like i mean this is the first time i've ever seen somebody shit on sesame street and i'm kind of like okay i kind of get it um but 
um, he talks about how, like, yeah, there's this whole, like, this book was written in the 80s, by the way. So this is really about television, but it really does apply to, like, the internet and social media now. Um, but um, he was talking about how, like, they were trying to make teaching fun and entertaining by, like, making these, you know, programs like The Voyage of the Mimi or whatever, where you would be entertained and learn at the same time. But they did studies of, of people, like, of the retention of what they learned watching something that was supposed to be educational and entertaining and they couldn't remember <laughs> the things they watched like it was kind of futile but you were talking about like the shifts in culture and stuff like that and there's actually a whole part in the towards the end of the book where he talks about that um if you permit me i can read it um uh, to be unaware that a technology comes equipped with a program for social change to maintain that technology is neutral to make the assumption that technology is always a friend to culture is, at this late hour, stupidity, plain and simple. Uh, moreover, we have seen enough by now to know that technology changes in our modes of communication are even more ideology-laden than changes in our modes of transportation. Um, so, yeah, introduce the alphabet to a culture and you change its cognitive habits, its social relations, its notion of community, community history and religion. Introduce the printing press with movable type and you do the same. Introduce speed of light transmission of images and you make a cultural revolution. Um, yeah, so it's basically like you, you, we've just been, we just get technology like thrown at us and it's like adapt or fall behind old man. And then it's mm -hmm. just, yeah, yet another thing that we like, oh, okay, so I wake up in the morning and I check Reddit and then I go to Twitter and then I check my Instagram and then go to TikTok and it's, it's, just, it's just sucking up your time. Oh and my the, God, TikTok is so annoying. Like I then, shouldn't say TikTok's annoying. It's very distracting because I can, yeah. you can find like, if you're, if you're just in, like, if you're just sitting on the couch elevated you're not really po you're not really focusing on anything right but you like hit that point of elevation where you're kind of like oh you can hyper fixate and focus right i got to that one time it was three hours on tiktok and all i did was just scroll i didn't really wow. watch anything i was just scrolling and right. i was scrolling and i was scrolling i'm just like man my hand's tired and then i switched hands and i just kept wow. scrolling and then all of a sudden looked up and it's like i've been here for like three hours right and i've done nothing like like right. that's a but it's like, I do it at like 3 a.m. So I, I was like, from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., I'm like, oh, I guess I'm up for the day now. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Swamp Ninja, I haven't really done too much on the TikTok, but Swamp Ninja, when he comes over, usually Thursday nights and Friday nights before we go to bed, we, uh, we check out the old TikTok. And we have this fun game where we um, go into people's lives like their TikTok lives, and then we ask them if they think Atlantis is real. And we've been oh also God. asking, we've also been asking them uh, who their favorite monster truck is. And every single person that has answered that question has said Gravedigger. Of course they have. They're all sheep. And then when they say Gravedigger, we write, hell yeah, he knows where the bodies are. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, awesome. This is the game we play. And some people are like, oh, haha, and they, they, you know, it's fun to see them. Some people just completely ignore us. Um, yeah. And some people, they just have so much going on that you, they can't keep up with all the comments that come in. So it's really easy to miss a question, um, especially the ones where um, 
it's uh people are giving um giving like a little presents right so um when they get presents they're more likely to talk to the the uh, to react to the people giving them like the rose or the ice cream or the whatever right so um but yeah when you get like a small like just somebody who's got like maybe like 20 people in their lives and you just ask them a random question see how they react that's been fun um but yeah i'm concerned because swamp ninja the algorithm has kind of curated it to the point because he's been hate watching i don't want to say what type of content it is um but the particular type of content that he hate watches and he watches it mainly to be like oh my god like you know what what's wrong you know with these people and i told him i was like you keep watching those videos you don't interact with it so you don't comment you don't like you don't like heart it you don't do anything to it and then you do the same thing with all the other videos the algorithm is seeing how long you're interacting with that one thing so it keeps feeding you this content that you hate and it's like you're you're hate scrolling now it's it's not good the algorithm has also put cat videos and like cute dog videos as well so um those are the two types of contents i guess that swamp ninja's watching on uh, tiktok is cute animal things to show me and uh, this particular um uh, slice of the internet and its type of uh rhetoric i guess you could say um, I like. I just like sending old random stuff like Skeletor and and yeah, and like he things to me today. Okay, so the guy, I also oh, we I, I'm gonna put a boundary on our friendship, Turbo. Um, the video of the guy on the skateboard that you sent me today. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that he got up and he was not paralyzed. I'm very happy to see that. Oh, yeah. Scorpion um, wins, man. Scorpion for the win. Like, he looked like a scorpion, man, when he hit that ground. Like, the way so, his back bent. And then he rolled up so and he's like, hey. That okay. type of content, uh, Turbo, um, I don't like it. It makes me upset. <laughs> I'm Honestly, so sorry. It's okay. I totally forgot. I when totally forgot. He, when P, like, I get, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he got up. I'm relieved that he got up. But seeing people fall like that, like backs and necks in particular, when I see that somebody, um, or if they've broken, they've clearly broken a bone, like oh, hyperextension yeah. or yeah, that. floppy things yeah. I don't send. I don't you, send floppy I don't, stuff. Yeah, that, no. Uh, yeah, thank God you don't send floppy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> never, floppy should never, if, if what you're about to send, um, it can be described as floppy, never send it out. Um, so. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so so if I could kindly ask you not to send me videos of people, um, no no spinal breakages, no no spinal stuff, no spinal stuff at all. That um, it, it, like I said, I don't enjoy it. It doesn't make me smile. It does. It just makes me go like, oh, uh, and I don't like that feeling. Oh, I'm, glad, I'm glad I didn't send the other one then. Oh, oh I, I'm glad as well. If, uh, if if it's worse than what you sent me today. Oh, yeah. Got, buddy didn't get up. And everyone oh. just kind of got, the whole crowd kind of just went hushed. And oh. I'm like, and then it cut off. I'm like, oh, I don't know if he made it. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. No, see, I absolutely do not want to see anything like that. So. Yeah, um, you, you spiral. Is he alive? Is he alive? Is he alive? Why is he not? Yeah, no. Yeah, I um, I, it's it's upsetting to me. I don't like seeing that kind of stuff. 
<laughs> I watch wrestling, um, and he, there's always the potential of a grave injury when you do watch wrestling. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, you don't want me to go find it for you. <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm no good. Yeah. All right. Um, we got like about half an hour. Uh, okay. Sorry for the interruption with my uh, connection here. Um, no but um, any last uh, wrestling things you want to talk about before uh, we wrap things up? Um, as far as wrestling goes, uh, I just want to reiterate, I got to do my homework. So I got to watch, what is it? Death for death, death before, before dishonor. dishonor. Yeah. That's the what last I have to watch. Pay-per-view, yeah. Okay. Last ROH pay-per-view. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think we covered it all. I mean, where's Wardlow? I mean, we could talk yeah. about that. Like yeah. what, did, what, what do you do with Wardlow if he, when he comes back? That's a really good question. And that might be why we're not seeing him right now. And um, because that's the, the thing with AEW is they're really not um, they're not good with the baby faces unless that baby face is sort of like a an established kind of character. Like Wardlow was relatively new and green when he started with the company. And like they knew the beats of the story they wanted him to have with MJF, but they didn't know what to do afterwards kind of like hangman the chase to get the belt and then he got it and then it was like okay what do we do with hangman now um or even you know like it's just that's the problem with the babyface winners in AEW. thunderosa had something similar like so yeah so i mean ricky was kind of got he people were behind him they turned him face he kind of got stale pretty quick and now they've made him a heel again they let him go back to his original character and it's working so i mean when you when you what do you really do with Wardlow? do you make him the heel do you put him with like i liked him with arn anderson that seemed to be working okay see the problem i have with that is arn is way too old to be credible now okay like you know what i mean like yeah he's arn anderson he's the enforcer but he's almost 70 years old like i hate i like i have for one like i mean i'm no spring chicken like I'm, right. I'm i'm getting up there but like he you're set you're 75 76 years old like he's he's, he's close well he looks 70 so i don't know if he's been doing some hard he, living i'm gonna no, go with yes he's, you know he's one of those guys that looked old when he was young and that i have to say though i've seen some young arn anderson and i i think he's a, he's handsome for like a like a uh a regular kind of dad looking guy. Not not a not a hideous man, but yeah, he's one of those people that has looked old since he was, you know as soon as he hit puberty, he looked like he was forty five years old. So um you <laughs> yeah, know, there's some like... people that are kind of built that way. So yeah, it doesn't But I mean it's say... great because you just looked old all your life, so you never really right. change in your look. So that's why how he gets away with looking the way he does. It's just like Aaron's yeah. always looked like that. Like, you know what I mean? And it's an awful thing to say, but that's what, that's what it is. Is like, He's always looked like that, but like, he can't move. Like he's not super agile. Um, he's quick on the mic. He's great on the microphone. I mean, other than, you know, talking about spilling someone's brains on the concrete, but you know, he, he has a, he has a credible, uh, pedigree, but it's just Wardlow needs a young manager, someone hot, someone like, 
like who who who's who would be great on the microphone, but I'm like, like AEW doesn't have any really great managers. So who do you who what do you do? Hello? I'm really sorry about that. So let's just go back to what you were saying. He needs a manager. The thing with AEW is that they don't really have many face managers. They only seem to have heel managers. Yeah, and I mean their heel managers are the the guy from ROH, Maria Canellis, um, uh, Prince kind of Dada, uh, uh, Prince Nana, Prince um, Nana. Christian is kind of being a manager with Luchasaurus right now, but he's also fighting. Man, Christian is like one of my favorites in wrestling. Right, now. <laughs> he's the best heel ever. I love it. I love it so much. Um, I love that little video he did where he yelled at his little girl for wanting to wear the belt. And then he said with the straight face, like you didn't earn this belt. And then as she goes off camera, he basically instructs security to get rid of her because she doesn't have any credentials. Did you, uh, did you notice, did you know that that was the same little girl that uh, Jack Perry grabbed when he went into the crowd and he picked up a little girl to protect himself from I our did not know it was Christian's kid. Yeah, so it's the same little girl who appears to be Christian Cage's daughter. So that was a fun Easter egg. Speaking of uh, Jack Perry, RVD's back. Rob Van Dam, what do you think of that? So here's the thing. I have a soft space in my heart for Rob Van Dam because um, he was great as a heel in ECW with, with, the, with Fonzie and Sabu. And right. they were awesome together. And, you know when he used to call himself the whole fucking show and he <laughs> comes out to Pantera with the, with the screamy walk song and it's awesome. And when I heard the music hit, I was like, no fucking way. Tony Khan's giving him his real fucking music. That's dope. Like, yeah. I, po I popped big time for that. When I saw it, I was like, fuck yeah, Tony. Like if you're going to do it, you do it for the guys who are, you know, at the twilight of their career, like, like Rob Van Dam. You know, right. give them a good send off. Like, I think he's going to give RVD a decent little run before he's like, you know, done. Like, you know, give him a little, you know, maybe give him a hardcore match. Maybe him and Sabu tag team and go at the FTR for a little nostalgia act, like a, uh, like a fantasy book match type thing, which would be awesome. But like, you know, give give them a, a good send off. Like Sabu's there because he's technically all elite. So now's RVD, so they could be a tag team and go after FTR. I think it'd be a great little kind of, you know, nostalgia act. You know, if but you know between feuds with uh, whoever FTR is fight, feuding with that sort of thing. I don't know. I feel like this RVD match might be a one-off because he did uh, something about how he's going to win the belt and then he's going to retire it. So I think this is just a way to have um, the FTW belt kind of get retired. Oh, in that's unfortunate. Way. I think I think that's what's going to happen, personally. Oh, you just put a downer on the, uh, the episode. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> Unless he loses, and this is all to, like, get Jack and Taz to have some sort of... Could you imagine... Could you imagine if that's what Jack Perry does? Is he he takes out RVD, he beats the shit out of Sabu, and then maybe the last one is Hook. He's has Hook by like a in some sort of dangerous hold and says you're gonna 
you and me, Taz, for this belt to solidify that I am the best FTW champion. And then, you know, and then Taz has to say yes or he's going to break Hook's neck or something. Something's foolish. And then, uh, you know, that would be the storyline. I think that would be fucking even better than what I said. I think that's a great idea. Um, are there any other ECW guys that could come back, like realistically come back and have something? Dreamer. Dreamer could definitely come back. A few talking things. And then Sabu came back and, you know, obviously he could probably come back for something else. We have RB, RVD right now. Is there anybody else? I was thinking uh, Tommy Dreamer. Um, you could do uh, Kid Cash. You could do... I mean, I, I know it'll never happen because Carino's with WWE, but it would be so cool if they could get like a Jack Victory and Steve Carino. Fuck, even Jimmy Jacobs, he was in ECW. So like, you could you could even go go that realm. Um, you could go <clears throat> super super crazy. Like a lot of those uh, luchadors are still wrestling, so you could go that route too. Oh wow! So there's there's a lot of options if you wanted to do like a, a nostalgia ECW nostalgia. Oh fuck yeah, yeah! There's tons of them. Cool. Like little Guido, oh, uh, from the FBI. I guarantee you, uh, Saturn and Kronos would probably come on the show and do like a their old uh, the Eliminators tag team shtick and do a total elimination on someone. That'd be kind of cool too. Like you could do so much with with old ECW guys. Cool. So I'm pretty sure uh, I'm pretty sure those guys are still alive. Maybe I should look this up before I start saying anything. Uh, I'm trying to think. So we're doing sort of a potpourri right now of uh, AEW stuff. Oh, Sheeta won the belt off Tony Storm. We did mention briefly earlier. What did that was a great match. Uh, great match. What did you think of that? I cheered. I legit cheered out loud when in, I was watching it in my bed. Um. Because I have to go to bed early Wednesday nights because I work early Thursday morning. And, um, uh, yeah, so I was just, like, you know, relaxing in bed, you know, turn off the TV as soon as Dynamite's done. And she won. And I was like, yay! I was so happy. Um, now, after your excitement, could you actually fall asleep? Or did you go online and watch Twitter a little bit to see what no. people were saying and then go to bed? do any of that um when that happens i'm like okay i don't do the twitter i usually go to reddit squared circle and i can wait until the morning so usually so i work from home mondays and fridays so sunday nights and thursday nights i have to be in bed by 11 if i want to be up for seven and have eight hours sleep and then when i go into the office i have to wake up at 6 a.m so that means like tonight monday Tuesday and Wednesday, I have to be like kind of asleep by 10 in order to get my eight hours sleep. So that's why Wednesdays, I kind of cut it close because dynamite ends at 10. So I will in the morning on Thursday at 6am when I wake up, feed the cats, give uh, sausages a shot, make myself coffee and breakfast. And then I sit and that's when I do the the wrestling scrolling for Dynamite. So I wait until the next day because I know that if I start um, right after Dynamite, I won't be in bed because I'll just keep scrolling. So when Dynamite ends, I actually put on something really boring on YouTube and uh, something that's interesting but boring, and then I fall asleep to that. So 
Yeah, I listen to the Y Files. That's what I listen to to pass out. Oh, what's the Y Files? It's just this guy who does all conspiracy theory stuff, and it's just so dry, and he okay. just puts me to sleep. Like it's interesting because I know it's a like I know you're going like he basically he tells it like he believes it, and then at the end of the video he says if it's true or not, and okay. then so it's kind of like is this guy crazy? I don't know. Like does he believe this shit? And then you find out at the end, which is kind of neat. So, it, 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 but uh, I always fall asleep halfway through because his voice is just. I don't know what it is. It's it's mono. It's not monosyllabic, but it's just like this. It's got this tenor where it's just like I don't I don't care to listen to it, so I can tolerate it. But if I fall asleep, I'm not going to be upset about it. So, yeah, I um. There's this person who just got so obsessed with Better Call Saul that he made like ten hour long videos um, talking like analyzing different aspects of Better Call Saul like nature versus nurture or um, you know revenge as like a, uh, as uh, you know something to uh, break down you know through Better Call Saul like just this guy just so nerded out to Better Call Saul that mm -hmm. I just one of his random videos like I've never I think I've attempted all of them and I've not finished one yet and I've been doing this for like a year now. That's what <laughs> this guy's getting a ton of views from you. A ton of so them. Any views from me? But like, yeah, I, I, I fall asleep every time. And then he did his magnum opus. Is this man watched Better Call Saul after watching? Um, no, sorry, he never seen Breaking Bad. He just started watching Better Call Saul, not knowing anything about Breaking Bad. And so he finally watched Breaking Bad after watching Better Call Saul. And then he made a two-hour video about his thoughts on Breaking Bad. And that's been another one that's been in the rotation. That's been uh, putting me to sleep. So I don't – like, I like television. I like comic books. I love movies. I don't think I could – well, I mean, I mean, I could, if it was me and Swamp Ninja and we were just talking something that we watched, we could probably talk for two hours. I think we could do it. But I don't think it would be interesting. It'd just be us placating to each other's ids and basically making each other laugh right. because that's what we do. Right. Um, but yeah, like I don't think I could do a two-hour <laughs> uh, talk about like one particular topic and go into that much detail because it's just the amount of research and thinking and effort. Like I just want to have a conversation. Like, right. It's great to talk about stuff that we're into. Therefore, there's not a lot of work involved because we enjoy doing doing the the said thing. Right. It's like it's like with when we talk toys, it's you know, we enjoy it. Like so can we fill a full hour? Probably not. <laughs> but but you know, it imagine, leads into other things. But imagine you're it's like okay, you have a Geek Street podcast and you're going to talk about one toy. Yeah, couldn't do it. I don't think we could. Or like I mean, we about could, like, but I don't think any of us would be interested. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, some people, there's some really nerdy. Like today, for example, I'm flipping through YouTube trying to find something to like put on while I like work out. And um, I noticed like some person did this video and it was like a takedown about something. I don't remember who. It was like the takedown of like some person who did something awful and it was like you know, I destroy this person or something. And I'm just like, oh, what is this? And then I looked and it was three and a half hours. And I was just like, no, that's too long. 
that is too long to talk about one particular person that you know did something that you disagree with like it was just like oh no who's gonna sit there for three hours and watch this like an insane person like yeah yeah i don't i don't understand a lot of people's uh I don't understand people who like to fight online. I never got it. Like, argue, like arguing with something over somebody's beliefs, dis, like political stances, anything. Like, here's the thing. And I've tried to explain this to a buddy of mine. I'm like, I'm never going to change anyone's mind. I know that. Right. It's just, it's just, it's just the way things are. I can put, bring up valid points. I can point out flaws in both sides of the system because I don't support the whole system. I support parts of the system and a lot of people, you know, don't realize that. Like, I don't, I don't consider myself a left or right. I'm a very centrist person. Okay. Like, like, uh, I, I lean more towards liberal in certain areas, but some, I am conservative in some other areas. Like I would love to be fiscally responsible. I'm not the most fiscally responsible person, but I would like my country to be more fiscally responsible than myself. And sometimes I don't feel that they are. So sometimes, you know, I'm just like, that's something I would do. Like, this is stupid. I even know better than this. Right. Like, it's just those type of politics. But like, you can't uh, like there's people that are either one way or the other. I find very few centrists. Um, Whereas, you know, like I like I have an open mind because, A, I don't know shit about a lot of things. I like to think I know a lot about topics. I don't. I can fumble my way through, hit on some of the talking points, and then be like, I don't really think he knows what he's talking about. But, hey, you know, at least he didn't argue with me. Like, that's that's how I can carry a conversation in some of this stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Um, But, like, I just – I think (laughs) that we just – people should just – be like you like if if somebody believes something so her wholeheartedly right. who am i to tell them that they're wrong because again i don't know shit about shit i just think i don't agree with some of your the way things may hurt other people but i'm just like you believe this me telling you that's wrong blah 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 whatever isn't going to change your mind so i'm not going to attempt it so all i ask is that you do the same right right and then do you know how much fighting would stop if we would just be able to agree to be like, yep, we both don't agree with each other's view. And that's it. That's all, that's all that needs to happen. Like you can have a conversation, you can have your pros, your cons, and you can both look at each other and be like, I see what you're saying, but I still don't agree with it. And that's it. That's the conversation. That's where it ends. There does not have to be this whole tribalism thing, but it never works out that way. So that book that I was telling you about earlier kind of, brings that up in a way because it's saying that in uh, the age of television, um, in the age of like marketing, in the age of like um, making money by grabbing people's attention, um, what's happened is it's turned politics into like a sport. And you know how people are very like, oh, I love the Leafs. I love the Habs. Fuck you. You know, like you have rivalries in between towns and 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 like sports teams and stuff like that well it's kind of with the the whole advent of like 24-hour news channels and um infotainment as they like to say like they don't want to say like oh we're not news we're infotainment in that 
in that sort of uh, in our times, which is very that has basically been decided like the world's black and white. You think one way or the other. And if you think the opposite of me, then you're my fucking enemy and you should fucking die. Um, and so, yeah, that lends to going online and people just saying, like, you should kill yourself because you have an opinion that I disagree with. And, like, a thing that this book also brought up is that you have a lot of people who have opinions, but are they really opinions or just emotions? Like, you you hear something. You feel a way about it, but you don't actually have an opinion because you're not that informed on the subject. So, like, I respect that about you, Turbo, that you were like, you know what? I don't know any sh anything about this. Um, I know, like, not to be an asshole, but, like, you know, I'm not going to pretend like I know better than you and try to convince you otherwise. Like, if only more people thought that way, you know, unfortunately, not a lot, of, like, uh, not... I mean, it's it's easy to think that it's not everybody when you go on the internet, but when you think about it, like, how many people are on the internet? And how many of those people are real? And how many of those people aren't just trying to, like, work, you know, work you up because they're just an asshole and they saw the dark knight and think the Joker's the good guy and say, like, yeah, <laughs> fuck everybody. And it's like, that's sad. Like, you... you like if your life sucks i'm sorry I, I feel bad for you i'm sorry but if you're going out of your way to make other people um upset or you just want to troll people for the lulls it's like you get off on upsetting people like that's really sad like i know i have a few friends well i shouldn't say friends i have a few acquaintances that are like that yeah um that just literally all they do is go on and it's kind of like it's like uh the way bill burr described it. he goes you know you have one people on one side one people on the other he goes i can say one thing and make one side angry right or i can say something and make the other side angry but right. i like to do i like to say <laughs> something that will get them, get both sides going and he would say something that totally shocked both sides and be and be like, yeah, think about that. And like, that's, that's, that's what you like. That's what people want to do when they troll, but no one has the savviness to do it. They're not comedians. So they only piss off one side <laughs> because comedians are willing to push the envelope. And some of the things that Bill Burr said were quite shocking. Right. I'm not going to repeat them. Yeah. Uh, but, but it, yeah. it, it makes you think you're just like, yeah, this guy is like, there's people on there who are just literally on there to just be like, I just want to get a bunch of, I, I right. want to like, some people are like, I do it to, to, uh, try to get a, a healthy conversation going. Yeah. That's right. a lie. Yeah. That's a lie. Because the first statement you usually make is something to gaslight someone. Exactly. And then you're like, wait, wait, wait. I was just saying that to get the conversation going. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm with you on that. And like, that's the thing. Like, like, uh, uh, I just, yeah, I just, I just don't understand, uh, people who are just uh, negativity. I guess that's just like, I guess that's the thing I don't get is negativity. There's so many awful things going on in the world that you have no control over. Like, when you do have control over something, why are you making it harder for other people? Like, that's what I don't get. That was another thing that Swamp Ninja and I were talking today about how we just want to enjoy our silly little lives. It's like, we just want to go about our lives and like, just 
not make things more difficult for people? You know, like why, why go out of your way to make sure to have for somebody to have a bad day? Like, don't, I just, I don't get it. I Sometimes get it. I delve, like I, I shouldn't lie. I'm a pretty negative dude. Like I am. <laughs> uh, like I know I am. Like my wife tells me it all the time. I usually look at the worst case scenario, but that's just the way I've always been. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a, I'm a pessimist. I'm an optimistic pessimist. But in all honesty, like if push comes to shove, I'm just like, yep, of course this happened. Why right. wouldn't it happen? Right. Like that's just the way I am. Yeah. Now it's not like this, oh, poor me, poor me. It's just the way I am. I'm like, of course that. Like I always think like, yep, of course this would happen at this time. Right. Of course this would have to happen. Like it's just the way I am. Right. I'm just like, I'm not, I don't believe the world's out to get me, but man, it doesn't really, you know, <laughs> prove me wrong a lot is what I usually try to tell myself. But like, I'm just... I'm a negative dude and I know that I try to be as optimistic as possible. Like I, I think I'm more of a realist. Like right. I, I look at it as like, okay, I'm 45. I, you know, everyone's like, Oh, we got to, you got at least 30 years left. I'm like, eh, maybe 20. Like, <laughs> let's be real. Like I'm, I'm not the, you know, I'm not the epitome of health here. Like, you know, I got a good 20 left, maybe 25. If I, you know, take my meds on time. But like, you know, like, who knows? Like, I just look at it as like, you know, that's just, that's me being, you know, pessimistic. Now, in all honesty, I know I could probably live until I'm 85 because I'll probably just outlive everyone in just to spite them. Because that's <laughs> the way, that's the way I really am. And I'm just like, I'm going to outlive all y'all so I can die alone because I win. I lasted the longest. Right. Like, that's like, Everything's a competition, right? Um, <laughs> what's that? And I want that for you, Turbo. Yeah, I just want to live every... I just want to outlive everyone. Why not? Why not? As long as my kids bury me, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, I... um, Not to get too real on that, but yeah, this past year, I, I had some um, moments, uh, some some really heavy moments where, yeah, people had to bury their own children. And um, it's it's... Yeah, it's just never want to experience that ever in my like never i could not relate i don't want to ever have to i it sucks but i could never i could not deal with that pain could yeah. not i would yeah. be like complete mess yeah um, no, it's, it's um it's yeah and like for you your children are grown and it's not to say that like oh it's harder when they're tiny children or anything like that um, but yeah, I think you, you know, when it's a child, it's, it's always like, no matter, especially when they're super young, like if, you know, right. when they, they die, like when they're six or seven and you're just like, that's, it's just not fair. Yeah. Like, and you, 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 and that, and that like, that's where I question existence of a higher power. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like this, if, if you, if you, if you will really, yeah, no, that doesn't happen. Right. Um, but yeah, no, this year, both people that I know that lost their children, their children were, were fully grown and, you know, had children of their own and everything, but it was still, you know, despite, you know, the, no matter what, it was just so devastating for the parents. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just not, yeah, that's, yeah, I, I heard that, you know, you're not supposed to bury your own children. That was, you know. It's uh, it's heavy, and uh, it's eight forty-eight. Uh, we're about yeah, it, to run. 
And of course, we somehow managed to get things, you know, hard left and back into the darkness, um, which is, uh, you know, we're going to have to get more comfortable living in the darkness because we're, there are some dark times ahead. So I'll, ju- I'll just put it to you this way. Right now, I am out on the sun porch in the yeah. darkness. Yeah. <laughs> All that's lighting me is the light of the uh, the computer running the podcast, and it's dark out here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie, a little nervous. Oh no, a little nervous. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> Luckily, I'm not scared of the dark. Thank goodness, because if I was, it would suck to live out here. Yeah. Like my daughter, my right. daughter's petrified of the dark. Oh no! Just because it's just become this thing where, like, she's always been a little afraid afraid of the dark, but like not like, like, oh my god, I'm gonna die in the dark. But like lately, like because it's so dark out here, she's yeah, she doesn't like it. Oh, <laughs> she just, she doesn't like it. I'm like, come on out! It, there's light. It. No, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like okay, okay. Yeah. Um. I I've seen too many movies about people like out uh, in the country and. Somebody who's not supposed to be there shows. I actually just read a book where that was like a plot device where it was these houses on a a hamlet and uh, people showing up and things uh, not going well. So my my daughter just opened the door and she's looking at me because I I guess she's mad at me for mentioning that she doesn't like the dark. Oh, you know what? I don't like the dark either. So I think it's all good. Anyway, and I hear the cat in the background too. Yep, and Crackers is doing doing his thing. Yeah. All right. Well, well uh, on that note, it's a great place to end. <laughs> what are the social medias? Social medias are at Instagram. Uh, you can follow us at, at 2BD Pods with a Z. And on uh, X, Twitter, whatever it is called now, uh, you can find us at 2BD Pod. And of course, you can always find us at Spotify by searching the Retro 2BD Podcast. It's always a fun spot to go over to our Instagram at 2BD Pods because the Swamp Ninja curates that and he does an excellent job. Comic Book a Day, Muscle Monday, Mo Tuesday, Figure Friday. Who knows what's up there? Sometimes he posts videos of stupid wrestling things that we're into as well. So head on over and check it out. And as always, how we end this podcast is by saying, dare to be stupid. Peace. Bye.